0: Hello
1: and welcome back to another episode of Horribly
2: Happy. I'm your host Jenna, and
1: I'm your host Sophie, <laughs> and I'm your guest Jordan. <laughs> yes, Woo-hoo! Yeah. we didn't even tell him to say that. We just gave him the look.
2: <laughs> well, I uh, know. I I was wondering if you know you wanted me to say that, but the pause gave, gave me you know free reign to go for it. But yeah, I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm I am a long time listener of the horribly happy pod first time -time listener first time guest yeah exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) um jordan is our friend and um co-host today guest co-host and you've probably heard his name sprinkled across many episodes it'd be safe to say that he is maybe our most mentioned friend on the podcast
1: he's also he's also by far our number one fan (laughs)
2: Right? Thank you, thank you. I appreciate he, that, Sophie.
1: He's our most loyal fan.
2: I I do wake up every Wednesday morning. I don't I don't go to work until two p.m. on Wednesday, so I wake up every Wednesday morning, throw in my AirPods, and and listen to the listen to the gals, you know what they got to say.
0: I feel so blessed.
2: <laughs> so so here's the thing. I don't. I think this might be the first episode I don't listen to because I don't want to hear my voice. I don't want to hear any <laughs> of my stuttering. <laughs> so so we'll see. I might have, you know, obviously I download to support, but obviously download and
0: (laughs) and like review and subscribe, but
2: of
1: course that's just a friend.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. um, So Hannah, our very dear friend, just married Jordan recently and Jordan is part of the crew that's going to the Cayman Islands with (laughs) us. He actually was the organizer of this event. Yeah,
2: let's go. You, you know, I wasn't. I was story. not really planning on going to the Cayman Islands until I heard the Army Hammer story, and then I was like, "We need to go to the Cayman Islands." <laughs> we Island.
1: Have to go. <laughs> yeah,
2: see if Army's still there.
0: We yeah. must see if he's working at a resort in the Cayman Islands. Yeah,
2: exactly. Islands. <laughs> no, dude, is. I'm so excited. That's gonna be such a fun trip. So, shout out to all the listeners uh, that out, are going.
0: Shout out to the select group that is going. <laughs> we. You know you. who you are. <laughs> You're blessed as well. <laughs> yeah, so Jordan, what's what's going on with your life? How's married life? I saw you flash the ring at us for a second, showing oh, yeah, off. Really. The, the it year. still feels
2: a little awkward, but not awkward, but I'm just not used to wearing a lot of jewelry, so I the play with it a lot. It
0: feels awkward to have a wife or a ring? No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> the ring. The ring is literally the only thing that's different. We came home on Sunday after the wedding of Saturday and is basically the same but it's been wonderful love that now just no regrets that. yet so that's
0: awesome that. that you have no regrets i'm so yes, happy no it was, it was such a fun
2: <laughs> wedding i'm glad you guys you obviously recapped it on a couple episodes ago i'm glad glad you guys had a wonderful time so
0: best night of my life thus far it yeah. yeah. <laughs> was so great
2: that's so great no it was it was an awesome time
0: i don't great. know if we talked about this on the pod did we talk about me grabbing the mic at the end of the night no I don't
2: think you said that
0: <laughs> sometimes no. I have flashbacks to me grabbing the mic and I
1: shudder. I'm like oh god <laughs> no, it was like the wedding was wrapped up like most people were gone except for like like some of like most of the wedding party was even gone it was yeah it was, like, yeah, it was
2: just a few stragglers a lot of family
1: yeah cleanup crew and then a couple close friends i mean i was there me and Jenna were there so close friends obviously
2: obviously obviously. (laughs)
1: and we were like the party's over and then we're like okay do we want to go out after and (laughs) jenna grabs the mic to announce where we're going and i don't even remember where you suggest did you suggest mix it was like mix i think
0: yeah i i remember Slurring my words. I remember the words coming out of my mouth and realizing like I'm slurring my speech right now and I couldn't stop it. but It was, I was
2: basically like, like, you gotta go home, but you can't. <laughs> what, what is I was it? like, everybody get Everyone out. You have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, like, Try to get people out.
0: I was like, go let's go downtown, but like slurring yeah. my words. And then the crowd yelled back at me, no, go to mix. So then I was like, all right, we're going to mix. And then I <laughs> no, tried to do a mic drop, but Zach stopped me.
1: And then you. <laughs> like three minutes later you just like pull me aside and you're like what did i say and, like, oh and you're like you're like did i did i sound stupid <laughs> or i don't even remember you were just like you're like what did i say and i'm like no you sounded fine and i was looking like, you're like no literally i don't remember what i said what did i say
0: <laughs> i like it was partially too much alcohol I don't know if you guys is
2: can Zach Zach's shoveling away, baby.
0: <laughs> Zach's shoveling. <laughs> um, for the for the audio only listeners, um, Zach's shoveling my sideways for me. So he just took a peek in to say hi to our guest. Um, anyways, it was partially too much alcohol. As I said earlier, I took it upon myself to be the drunk bridesmaid, and partially. <laughs> I got nervous looking at everybody when I
2: had my (laughs) phone. You should have just channeled your inner podcast host. Welcome to another episode. (laughs) Dead. I
0: should have. Definitely. Oh,
2: funny.
1: Yeah, I think think the announcement was worse than it was. I promise it wasn't bad.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Um, The main (laughs) update in my new Sophie's life, besides that she's moving this weekend, is we are... Fighting tooth and nail to get Taylor Swift tickets tomorrow. Pre-sale starts tomorrow, and a few of our group were selected, so we are going to start that process. And we're feeling very nervous. Everybody's on edge. Um, prices are being thrown around. Surveys are being thrown around for what our price range is. So, so yeah. we're,
2: we're recording this on Monday, and I'm guessing that's when it, like things kind of got leaked a little bit um I haven't talked to Hannah at all today about this uh did she get selected what's the update on her
0: I don't so know Hannah oh, I do not believe has gotten selected but we only need two people to get selected and okay. we've had three or four selected oh so, that's
2: so the group good is news. the group is fine
0: but I don't understand why I wasn't selected because I was given a boost because I bought a record and I bought a single I bought one of her remixes to give me a boost in line And I got an email saying I was boosted and then no email saying I was selected. So I'm very confused. But I think the reason why is my record has a scratch on it. So when I play one of her songs, it like jumps. So I emailed them and I was like, hi, this is happening. And they are like, oh, okay. well, can you try like fixing blah, blah, whatever. So I tried that. It didn't work. And then I was like, yeah, it's still not working. And they emailed back, okay, we can give you a refund or send you a new one. So I think I've been flagged as a bad Taylor Swift fan for not, for emailing about my broken record. And that's why I didn't get slashed. You should
2: love her and all of her imperfections. I know. I know. Or (laughs) or here's another idea. Maybe it's truly random and you just got a 5% odd boost and you still didn't get picked.
1: Yeah, it's fair. It's, yeah, it's possible that you got a boost. And it's still just in the random Jenna well, thinks
2: if she buys a t-shirt, she needs automatically gets to go to the well, concert.
0: our friends that didn't get a boost got selected. So I'm like, what the heck was this boost for?
1: And like I Here's got your boosted. Odds. I got boosted and I got selected.
2: <laughs>
0: I should have known that Taylor, Allison Swift, our capitalist queen, would have docked me points for wanting a refund.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her marketing has become so capitalistic.
0: Taylor loves a money grab. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, She's got a team to feed though.
1: Right, right, of course. Um, Yeah, I think what we're struggling with right now is that we have enough people who got pre-approved to hopefully get the amount of tickets we need. It's that we don't know what the pricing is going to look like at all. And we all have day jobs. So we don't know like who can communicate that in the moment and like, who's going to make the ultimate decision.
0: Right. And I saw like dynamic pricing. Ticketmaster is Whoa. crazy. And that's why um, Daddy Joe recently is going against Ticketmaster and, and passing some legislation to
2: um... Daddy Joe. I was so, I didn't, have no clue who you were talking about. I, know, I was just waiting for you guys to say something.
1: Well, I was I like, want to sound she like try- an idiot. <laughs> she's trying to talk about Jeff Bezos, but said Joe. And no. I was like,
2: No, he just came, like, what is it, Jeff Bezos or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. She's talking about Joe Biden, <laughs> but for a
1: second, I was like, I think she meant Jeff because you said daddy.
2: <laughs> I just was trying to get a rise. clearly. Is, Je- is-, is Jeffrey Bezos daddy to you, Sophie?
1: Yes, yes, Sophie. Why do
2: you think
0: Jeff?
1: Because <laughs> haven't we said that before?
2: daddy bezos
0: baby when we got our stimulus checks we sent daddy trump <laughs> did we <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so one time I was in a lecture in when I was studying abroad and we were talking about Nelson Mandela and I referred to him as Nelson only and just got reamed out by <laughs> my teacher because of how disrespectful it was <laughs> Ever since then, I'm, like, so scared to just say things like that about the president. So I can't believe I, I probably said Daddy Trump because I don't respect him. But
2: <laughs> Daddy <laughs> Donald. I'm just,
1: like, now I'm so scared for being rude, even though, like, why would I care? Yeah,
0: it probably wasn't super respectful. I mostly was trying to see your reaction. And you got one. Yeah, and I did. So anyways, he was fighting against... Well, the entertainment industry is price gouging with like additional fees and whatever. And yeah, think him and Taylor and coots because they're just trying to get us some reasonable price
1: tickets. That so seems like a real friendship that could exist
2: in <laughs> real life. The ticket master prices are ridiculous. The upcharge or the fees are crazy. like
1: crazy. Well, there was the one concert,
0: I can't remember who it was. um The dynamic pricing changed yeah. the tickets to be $5,000 each because the demand <laughs> was so high. It's like, my all God. right what are we doing here
1: okay so, so anyway, that might happen tomorrow
0: yeah next week hopefully we'll have an update and we will have secured the bag we'll okay,
2: secure we'll that off. bag <laughs> get it, get it girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Hannah was telling me recently because Hannah and I also are um deciding whether or not we should go to Nashville to see Taylor and Phoebe Bridgers together or Queens and she was talking about how Jordan, her supportive husband, is very supportive of experiences, and she was like, "He would love for us to go." <laughs> she she wow. specifically said Jordan would really want us to go because he really values spending money on experiences.
2: This this is like my this scared. is my like main thing. I you know I don't care if I have a really nice car. I don't care if, you know, it's, you know, that's a big one. Like I drive this old beat up we, <laughs> hit Ford Edge. Shout don't. out to Tom. If, if, if you're <laughs> listening, you, he was in an accident with me. <laughs> Still haven't fixed anything from it. But anyway, so, but like, I think experiences is, is like the number one thing to spend money on, especially right now. And that was like my main thing about the Cayman Islands trip. I'm like, let's just do it. You know, let's have a great time. So Yeah. When Hannah comes to me about some Amazon purchase <laughs> for some, st- <laughs> I was going to say stupid, but I'm not going to say that. Some yep. beautiful decorations, <laughs> He knows it's, you know, you know, walking on, on eggshells. But for experiences like that, I think that's like the number one thing. Like, are you ever going to be on your deathbed? I'm getting on like a soapbox here and I'm taking over please. your podcast and no, I'm sorry, please. but no, are you ever going to exactly. be on your deathbed and say like, man, I wish I would have bought that new bed or I don't know new car or whatever this maybe is- I guess maybe but like you'll never regret no, going on this a, is a trip really you'll, good talk you'll never to have you'll for never Sophie. regret you know so like so sounds like one of us here is no this no, is like I, great- I get it obviously it's if you have the means that you know I'm not saying it but like that's. I think that's where I would I prefer to spend my money on I,
0: I totally agree it I totally agree it and I'm kind of on the same boat like Mm. in a lot of these aspects. I do like material things, but it's a problem I'm trying to um
2: you know what Jenna? I <laughs> This is this is my this has actually been a, a discussion with Hannah. It's you girls and your water bottles that are like $70 <laughs> each. No no i do not want be... it, to uses it one time and then she has a new one next month
1: <laughs> i don't want to be roped into this this is jenna's water Where's bottle. the
2: stanley mug with the evergreen coating <laughs> um
1: yeah i just don't want to get roped roped into the water conversation anymore i know that i did buy a, a stanley cup the same time jenna did but i do not have the same water bottle fixations as jenna Please remove All me right. from this narrative. Like
2: you to have be been <laughs> removed from this. You narrative. have been removed.
0: I would also like to be removed.
2: No, <laughs> no you, you don't get that not. privilege.
1: No, <laughs> no way. All, All right, right
2: here's I, another I, I
0: narrative. Have... Oh, go for it, Jordan. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. You know, as my maybe only time on this wonderful podcast, I have to hijack the chit chat for please. one. You know. On the r slash hh, that's ever so active. I'm sure there's tons of people clamoring for the most exciting segment of chit chat that we don't get enough of, and that's the Harrelson. The is Harris-el! there a Sophie Sparks update,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or Wait. or is there not a Sophie Sparks update that we want to share? I just I just feel Wait, like Sophie, we need to. did this. you get
0: did you get that r slash hh reference? Is that? reddit or yeah so a lot of podcasts for those have... that aren't
2: as online as Jen and i
0: <laughs> yeah for those that aren't chronically online that is like that means it's a reddit a subreddit which we don't have but a lot of podcasts have if you guys I want was gonna to create see... one about us please
2: i was I feel gonna like that's s- my, i feel like yep. that's my lane
1: i was gonna see if there was one knowing that there's not <laughs> definitely not we can start one um <laughs> <laughs> Dating updates. Hmm. 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 <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to just. Dis- uh, I really how put I'm, Sophie
2: on the spot with this. How much I want to
1: divulge. It. Spotlight's on you. How so. much
2: she wants to divulge if, if you miss that. So there's that means, an update. That means
1: there might we be can a- update
2: later. We can update later as long as you promise to circle back on the hair cell. Take another ride.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure I'll circle back.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That, I that, think that's we'll... good enough for me.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Well, leave. I'm sure
2: that I'm so sure, sure the R the subreddit is gonna be just crazy oh, with gonna... theories. The theories there will are, be out of control. Be
0: so many speculations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drop your guesses below.
0: Yeah, comment below your guess. So I think the only update is that there is something that we can circle <clears throat> back on in the
2: future yeah that's good enough for me awesome. and, and and all the other i speak for the listeners at home that's, no, that's I, good enough for us
1: the listeners need a voice sometimes you know exactly
2: yeah, that's what i'm here for
0: yeah, and I, I i kind of like ask sophie beforehand what she needs and wants to divulge and i don't push her on it so it's good having somebody else come and
1: push her I just went it. in blind <laughs> I think it's because we created that segment, like in the summer, because I was like determined to be going on like a bunch of dates, like once a week, just trying to meet as many people as possible. And um, I hated it. So I like went on three (laughs) dates and I was like, no, like I'm not doing this. It's terrible. Um, So like i wanted to be that girly that could like talk about her dating life and whatever and have like good stories to talk about but it just never really came to fruition because i just didn't really go on dates yeah that many so
2: that's all right we'll always have ice cream guys
1: <laughs> never forget ice cream. never guys. forget
2: never forget that never photo. forget when
0: sophie dated her cousin
2: <laughs> shout out to tom again <laughs>
0: Oh good times. So pivoting I have a podcast recommendation that isn't horribly happy if you want to stem elsewhere. um, I have listened to this in the past but kind of fell off and recently started listening again and it is Celebrity Book Club Memoirs. Is mm.
1: that you know
0: what it's called? Let me double check.
1: You've talked about it yes. It's so I, good. I don't know the actual name.
0: Oh Ce- Celebrity Memoir Book Club and it's so good well it's two women that are comedians but they're very smart and introspective so it's like funny I don't
1: know why you saying that is like it seemed like a low jab at, at women but I know it wasn't
2: <laughs> they're actually <laughs> good But they are actually smart.
1: <laughs> really smart <laughs> no
0: it's like oh I meant to say it's like not just a comedy podcast no
1: I know I know I know yeah
0: no not like that at all but my language is probably just like rooted in the patriarchy and (laughs) I hate myself for that.
1: (laughs) I know it's not what you meant. I just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um,
0: it's not my fault. It's just the way I was brought up.
1: (laughs) It's just the patriarchy. It's just the patriarchy for sure.
0: Anyways, they're funny, but also very introspective. So it's like a combination of that for the podcast. It's, um, they essentially go through celebrity, books like any book that a celebrity celebrity has written about themselves um and they summarize it and dissect it so the recent one i just listened to was uh Matthew Perry and oh, yeah memoir. And they really wanted to go into it loving him because they, they thought they loved him as a person. Yeah. And turns out they really hated him and they didn't that, hold that. Out.
2: That's, that's uh, Chandler Bing from Friends, right? Yes, so that is yeah. So him. yeah, he, he, so his, he, he <laughs> didn't he just like attack Keanu Reeves for no reason and they're like, yeah. what the heck happened? <laughs> Why?" Like, Keanu so Reeves so is like loved within the society circle. Or the Everyone loves circles. Keanu Reeves yeah.
1: from what I understand. Yeah,
2: that's what it sounds like. And he just like picked a name at random supposedly.
1: twice in
0: his memoir he goes why do good people have to die he like talks about like um
2: because it's what it's river phoenix and some other one of his like fat guy in a little coat uh yeah oh tommy boy what's his name i i am honestly upset i can't remember his name
1: yeah what the heck
2: i'll look it up chris farland
0: chris farley no chris farland wait which one is it no it's farley Farley oh, Chris Farley yeah yes okay so he's talking about Chris Farley dying and he was like why do people like Chris Farley die when Keanu Reeves gets
2: killed? he's literally just, an, uh, just the lowest blow <laughs> possible <laughs> wishing
1: him dead wait that's crazy because I've heard Keanu Reeves I've heard like Keanu Reeves and um who's the guy who got COVID in and... Tom Hanks Tom Hanks are, like, the most beloved people in Hollywood.
2: Yeah. Like, there was huge blowback. Like, he had, like, come out, like, multiple times in, like, I don't know if it was, like, 60 Minutes or so, like, some, like, Dateline interview and saying, like, I just picked a name, you know, like, I "I didn't have anything against Keanu Reeves. But But the girls on the podcast were, like, he has some, like,
0: serious... Jealousy towards him because, like, he wants to be everything that Keanu Reeves is and isn't. They were very introspective, like, about well, outrospective, I guess, about him and like being respectful of his addiction because he is like he does d- addiction. Yeah, he
2: battled with that during friends too, like, he yeah. got big and yeah. small and big, and you never and was, like in and out of rehab and stuff.
0: Yes, yeah. and he, mm-hmm. he should have died like multiple times from it. So like they're they're very like respectful of that, but also they're like, you can suffer from the disease of addiction while also being a bad person.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah. True. (laughs) They're not, they don't have to be exclusive. Right.
0: So I really loved that and I'm listening to some other ones now and some of the memoirs they love, some of them they hate, but it's really interesting and I highly recommend.
1: I'm going to listen because I feel like there's a lot of memoirs I want to read, but really don't want to like pay to read. So if I can just get the, get, get the snippets, milk. yeah, yeah, the gossip. Yeah. Yes,
2: there's so many
0: too. There's a bunch of them. So yeah, it's good. I recommend Jordan, what are your favorite podcasts that you listen to? <laughs>
2: Well, thank Uh, you for teaming up there. Um, I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, which is super boring. But I listened. I'm like, I I, yeah, I listen to a radio show that's in Minneapolis on KFan, like a sports radio show. They talk like nothing about sports, basically. But it's a morning (laughs) show from five thirty to nine, and I have will listen to like literally every episode for at least like 11 plus years which oh is gosh. probably pretty wild but like so
1: you were also their number one fan
2: <laughs> i was turned on by my cousin who's been listening for like 20 plus What's years like, again? the power trip oh yeah
1: how could
0: yeah. i forget
2: yeah of course how could you forget <laughs> yeah they play the initials game that's kind of what they're known for uh or help grow popularity but it's just so funny they don't talk like anything about sports it's just like it's like sports adjacent just a lot of good laughs, funny bits.
0: Oh, that's like your go-to one.
2: Oh yeah, cheers me up every single time.
0: I remember Hannah was looking for when she first started seeing you. She was looking for the Power Trip merch to give you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny.
2: They do have some merch that they sell. They have like um, <clears throat> they do a state fair show, and they they sell state fair shirts. I have I do have one Power Trip shirt. It's like a NBA Jam shirt. So it's got like. I don't know if people know what NBA Jam is, but it's like an old school video game. It's like two on two basketball. So they have like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, like uh, shirts. So like those are like really popular shirts with like the 25 to 40 year old demographic, which is like the main cohort that they got broadcast it. to. So and it's instead of like having like shooting ability, dribbling ability, it's like a bunch of like inside podcasters you know. <laughs> It's it's, fu- it's funny. It's funny, but.
0: You had to be there.
2: You have to be there. You have to listen to the show. Well, it's Hannah. Very popular, but I feel Hannah. like there's very, very little overlap in the power chip and horribly happy. So. Well, but you, good people would be an overlap, but. Yeah, obviously.
0: <laughs> um, Hannah sent us the wedding playlist when we were driving up to give us. <laughs> Yays, so, yeah you guys like yays and nays things that we should take off and there was one song where I was like why is this on here take it off and she was, was
2: it uh, parked out by the lake yes
0: yep. so she was like oh it's a joke about- 80
2: miles from Santa Fe
0: <laughs> it's really it's a power trip joke between Jordan and his friends and like okay three people are gonna be out there but no go
2: off. it would probably have been eight it probably <laughs> would have been eight and we would have been dying but I understand why it was next, and it probably was probably the appropriate answer but
0: yes. That's okay. Yeah. Well, without further ado, should we get into the stories?
2: Yeah, I feel like I really dragged on the chit chat there. So I apologize for no. that. But um we've
0: heard from many it's the best part of the show.
2: Well, yeah, I was gonna I was actually gonna <laughs> say, I'm like, well, if you're a good listener, you'll continue listening on to my horribly story that I have. Well, so <laughs> I know a lot of people probably cut out at this point. So to you, the person who cuts out after the chit chat, I dare you to listen to this horrible, horrible story. We dare. We double. Dairy, up. Yeah.
1: Triple dog. dare And though. if you do
2: like and comment below or no, that's YouTube, subscribe. Five star.
0: <laughs> and if not, sayonara.
2: <laughs> Get off. <out. laughs> All right. <clears throat> so I'm, <clears throat> I'm doing the horrible story today. They gave me, they gave me permission to, to do, so to do the horrible story. Uh, so <clears throat> I believe what you do first is you cite your sources. So I have history.com, crime museums.com, and of course, what would it be without your girlies, faves, uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, yes. All right, so it is the story of the Unabomber. Oh, yes. yeah. So I don't know how much you guys know. I like knew very little, and I after like researching, I found out I knew even less than I thought I did about it.
0: I know it by name only, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I've listened to a podcast on it before and have forgotten most details.
2: All right. Well, let's get into it then, huh? So I'm I mean, going to start with uh, a lot. One,
0: if you don't mind us asking. What's that? How did you stumble upon
2: this one? I was out <laughs> Uh, I was listening to the power trip live Friday morning. I got up early for some reason. And I had already listened to Thursday's full show, so I didn't know what to listen to on Friday morning. So I listened to it live, and I was listening on iHeartRadio, which is like an app you can listen to radio live. And so, I, you know, on the podcast, there's no commercials. So they were playing this commercial about true crime, and they had some, I don't know, there was some story about some unsolved case that I had never heard of. And for some reason, I hadn't thought of my horrible story. You guys had. me i was gonna do it and for some reason just the unabomber came into my head and i like knew nothing about it so (laughs) hmm. so i it was sparked i don't know if it was something about what the the ad had like said in it but
0: that's kind of spooky
2: yeah so it it, it came to me it was like a premonition you know yeah
0: Hmm.
2: yeah so uh anyways we'll start with like a background on him it's kind of important uh like his early childhood his his upbringing is very important to kind of fully understand the full picture. Um, so his name is Ted John Kaczynski, which is not to be confused with John Krasinski. Oh, oh yeah. Jim yeah. yeah. Helper. So you take out the R in the in the last name, yeah. Kaczynski.
1: Don't mix uh, this up.
2: Yeah, don't mix it up. So um, <clears throat> he was born in a Chicago suburb um, in 1942. Uh, he was incredibly smart from a very young age. He tested. Uh, they had an IQ test at school. And he was 167 on the charts, which is like insane. Like 100 is average, roughly. Like over 140 is like genius level. So he's like Mensa, top of the top percent. He is. Uh, so he skipped sixth and eleventh grade.
1: Wait, do you he guys want your like... fun fact? Not to cut you off. Are,
2: are you are you a 167 IQ? Fun fact, my IQ is 200. No,
1: <laughs> but you said Mensa. Yeah. My sister is part of was part of Mensa
2: wow that's incredible yeah, she was invited. what 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 is it like even comprised of it Do you, so you take an IQ test and like I don't even know I just or...
1: re- I just remember in fifth grade she took some tests and she was like the smartest fifth grader in the state of Minnesota who took the test and then she was wow. invited to Mensa <laughs> and then she I was all like... the
2: luncheons <laughs>
1: and so I just tagged along to like some of the Mensa events with her and my mom but wow. I wasn't invited but wow so. slay Maddie yeah shout go, out
2: go her that's incredible
1: I know. Okay, sorry. Very impressive. Humble what grade. was her IQ? Do you remember? No, I have no idea. All
2: right. Anyways, okay. So, um, so and he he skipped sixth and eleventh grade. He did like summer school, and um, basically allowed him to graduate at the age of fifteen, uh, from high school. So, from there, he was encouraged to apply at Harvard, where he got accepted. So he went off to Harvard, but a lot of the, a lot of the people that were like around him, school friends, or not friends, but like colleagues said he was like very socially awkward, uh, didn't have a lot of friends, uh, who probably already was socially awkward, and then skipping two grades, like being two years younger isn't going to help the fact at all, really. So already kind of behind socially, which is like a big part of school is like having friends and, and learning social social uh, cues and all that stuff. So uh, there's not much about his time at Harvard. He did get a degree in mathematics. Um, but he, after that, he went to the university of Michigan, he got a doctorate in, in mathematics. And then from there, there's a lot of, uh, uh like colleagues and advisors saying how smart he was like purely on math, like so brilliant. His thesis was incredible and stuff, but like just never clicked socially with anyone there, very shy, very much kind of an outcast. And from there, he accepted a job to be a professor at Cal Berkeley. Um, And he was there for like one and a half years before he kind of abruptly quit. None of the students really liked him. He didn't like giving lectures, he was too shy. And while he was here at Cal Berkeley, or there at Cal Berkeley, this was about 19, like. 68 69 um he really was starting to grow like disdain towards society in general and like how how he thinks it should be different he thought that people should be very primitive should not be engaging in very social things whether that's because he didn't fit in or what but he didn't like sports didn't like entertainment um And, and he was really growing to dislike all of this, all of this stuff. So he ended up moving back home for like a year before he bought a parcel of land in Montana um, and built a log cabin that was like very stereotypical, like buying a log cabin in Montana to like completely off the grid for somebody who doesn't like society. But
0: it's interesting that he became a professor as somebody who's like very antisocial Like, you'd think there would be a lot of other um, things that he could do math related that would be not social.
2: (laughs) Well, he was, like, really good in, like, academia and probably, like, interested in him. And part of the deal, I I don't know a lot about, like, academia and stuff, Is like, part of the deal is, like, you, like, teach, I think, right? Like, you, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly, but, like, he was, like, writing articles that were, like, published in these, like,
0: Oh, yeah. So he, you know, probably, so, like, he was doing probably that. Probably, the research and part of it, but yeah, not right. the
2: part of it. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. anyways, he his goal is to, like, build this self-sufficient land in Montana. Um, no need for electricity, water, heating. Uh, like, very, he wanted to go into town as little as possible on his bike. Uh, and he basically accomplished that. His brother helped him build this cabin. Uh, and he lived there for about four years, like basically doing nothing but like reading, philosophizing, philosoph whatever that word is, like really deep in thought, basically, right? And and hiking around the area. And he went on a lot of hikes. He had all these favorite spots. And 1975, so like four years after he moved out there, he started, started his like criminal activity. So he would go on these walks and notice like new buildings popping up. New roads popping up new construction and he started like vandalizing the construction as a way to like get back to society and like that probably just was like the the start you know that was like the start of it uh it gave him the itch and uh so what most people know you know the unabomber too uh it kind of comes next so he went back home in 1978 um in illinois to work with his his dad and brother. I don't really know why he went back from Montana, but uh, maybe, I guess maybe it was for this. He this is the first time he had sent out a bomb. So he ended up using the postal service for like a lot of bombs. What he would do is he he constructed the bombs from like scrap material, wood, uh, metal, uh, and put them in an envelope and mail them out. And when they would open the envelope, it would detonate. So he used the U.S. Postal Service and mailed it to the University of Northwestern's head of engineering. So very like targeted individual, the head of engineering, yeah. of, like industrialization and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Close to where he grew up. And I'm, this was never like specifically said, but I kind of think that he used the post office because like that's like one of society's like feats is like being able to like get mail across like connect everything like that's exactly what he hated so it's like turning itself on on itself so what he he sent this envelope with the return address as the professor's address and so the professor like gets it and looks at it he's like i do not remember sending this even though it has his return address on it so he gets the police or security guard and they ended up opening it and it like detonates and there was like injuries to the guy who opened it but didn't didn't kill him. So mm-hmm. that was the first of what ended up being sixteen bombs that he sent off using the post office or hand delivered. Um geez, I was
0: not many.
2: Yeah, sixteen. And <laughs> and it's in over the course of like eighteen years too. So he's like, which kind of gives me to my next point. He was like very meticulous with with all of this, like obviously very smart, and like was mm-hmm. able to make these bombs like. In 1970, you don't have the internet to look it up. Yeah. right? So he's just like very good at, well, he's very hand or like, you know, hand or like uh, good with his hands probably because all the woodwork he does out at the
1: yeah his oh, Montana, Montana
2: house or whatever. But um, so with no fingerprints, like on any of these bombs, he labeled all of them with FC, which stood for the Freedom Club, which he was like the the owner, the co-founder, the, the only member of, it was oh basically goodness. just him, but. So, um, yeah, and but he I also put really in, like,
0: use, like MAGA organizations called yeah. Freedom Club. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's like the Proud Boys. He's yeah. Before the Proud Boys were the Proud Boys. <laughs> uh, sure. that, that's not fair. That's not fair to him. It's the Freedom Club. He was against industrialization, not not other things. Um,
1: that we so uh,
2: the other thing, he would put, like, fake clues in there uh, to kind of throw people off on who, who the identity was. So, his second bomb. I'm not gonna go through all of them. But it's just this for the first two here. The, the second one was, uh, he put he put a bomb in the cargo portion of uh, a cross country United Airlines flight, and it didn't detonate as expected. But it like it just kind of got really smoky. So nobody was injured when the when it went off mid flight. It just everybody like inhaled a lot of smoke. So uh, no one was critically injured, but uh, so the Unabomber, that's what the FBI ended up giving him, that, his, like, dub nickname. Mm-hmm. It stands for University and Aviation Bomber. So uh, they launched the investigation in 1979 after that second bomb, one uh, after the university and one after the, the plane.
1: And he ended up
2: – a lot of them were on universities, like Utah, Cal Berkeley. Uh, one was supposed to be the BYU uh there was there's there's, there's a other one too so i don't i i personally think it's because he hated college so much or like he was like such an outcast but yeah that's also me speculating so i always thought
0: it was like unabomber like one
2: solo bomb being sent like i didn't <laughs> me know too.
1: i didn't get yeah. why it was called. he was called that
2: yeah yeah i, I didn't really know either and like the only thing i kind of knew about the unabomber was i don't know if you guys know this but like this sketch is like He's got like his hood up and like glasses on. Yeah. And like it like look it actually looks nothing like him, which is like part like I don't know how the one person like got a sketch of him or what the deal is, but it doesn't really look like him. And like that's that's kind of why the sketch is like so like the person was like, we need to get a new sketch. This doesn't look like him, but they never did. I don't, I don't know. It never really made any sense. But um anyways, the as time went on the, the FBI investigation got much, much bigger. Um, it was like, it ended up being like the biggest group of FBI workers on one case, uh, at up to that time. And they put out a million dollar bounty for anybody who could, um, reveal the identity of the Unabomber, which was the largest prize, like reward uh, oh. up until that point. So, so basically one bomb a year, roughly, is kind of what happened which kind of shows like how meticulous he was in like strategizing who was going to get it ended up being like somewhat directed but kind of random within like the like the subset of people to like throw off the people and that's why for so
0: many years right
2: yeah (laughs) like like to not just like want to get lazy and like throw out more yeah and, and like like a true sociopath to like be so meticulous in every little thing he does. Yes. But um anyways, so uh 1995 comes and all of his theorizing, all of his reading, all of his walks being interrupted by industrialization have like come to a point. Uh he had sent off 16 bombs at this point. He had killed 3 people and injured 23 others. Uh, not to gloss over the the victims there but right uh, so I mean three three deaths three murders is a lot and yeah. 23 people critically yeah, injured so uh, but he writes this manifesto uh, and it's called let me find it here industrial society and its future so he thinks he's, like, Karl Marx or some, like, Socrates or something, you know. But, That's what
0: I knew about him is that he had a manifesto.
2: Yeah, yeah. So his manifesto, uh, basically just saying, like, uh, let me. I'm going to read this. Uh, I don't think this was from the actual manifesto, but it was from an article I read. It said, I think this is a good, like, summarization in, like, one sentence. Basically, he hated how humans have become to grow around the needs of society rather than how the society grows to the needs of humans, which is actually like kind of deep and and Mm -hmm. kind of interesting, but obviously he's like way extreme to it and, and and all that. But basically this anti-industrialization thought he, he, he wants, he wants to be, you know, read, he wants it to be heard so he writes a letter to the new york times and the washington post saying he wants this manifesto in the paper and he will not stop sending out bombs and he's like he's a threat he's like i have bombs made ready to be sent out if this does not get put into the paper so the fbi like and the these newspapers like meet for like a while and discuss like what they should do and basically what they ended up deciding to do is to publish it. And even though they did not want to like, give words to this man who had killed three people and injured mm-hmm. so many more, they thought it was a good chance where if they put out his manifesto, people could read it and maybe give some clue, maybe give some tip to the FBI to like who who it is.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: So they end up posting it in the Washington Post and the New York Times helped and the FBI. Uh, help release it in what they thought was like the best most strategic way. So shortly after it's released, FBI gets a tip from none other than Ted the Unabomber's brother. And the oh. Unabomber, Unabomber's brother says, "I know who the I know who it is. I want like full um what's it called uh immune, immune or whatever oh, like I mean, yeah immunity yeah, so
1: he can't get in yeah. trouble for it as a
2: survivor watcher i should know what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, went, he, went, he went to jeff Probst and asked if he could have an immunity idol is what he did crazy good for yeah. him yeah <laughs> yeah so so what happened was like the brother's wife like read it in the in the newspaper and and he was like your brother's like been off the grid like it makes a lot of sense and the fbi had like said like he probably lives on the west coast whatever so yeah and and the brother read it and it's like this is for sure his like his linguistic style and and he went to him and the fbi was like obviously more than willing to listen and ended up arresting him in 1996 um at his montana place with like there was actual like bombs that were ready to be sent off and oh my gosh. in in his place and and arrested him and uh The brother, the brother, the story of the brother is kind of interesting. I really won't get into it, but like, to like go to the police and say like, arrest your brother for all this stuff he does. It's kind of interesting. His brother actually, he's like some founder of uh, anti-death penalty, uh, um, like foundation in New York too, which is kind of interesting. Which gets me to the last kind of part here. So the Unabomber's lawyers wanted him to plead insane or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I am not insane. This I will not do. That I, I'm gonna." He pled, so he pled guilty to all 16 bombs and negotiated a not, uh, no death, death sentence. So oh, okay. what he got was eight life sentences, back to back to back, back, with no parole at a max security prison. So he's still alive today, actually. Oh, wow, I was gonna And um in prison he was like actually december last year the like last thing on wikipedia says he got like transferred to some different uh hospital because he has like terminal cancer so what oh. is he's, he's 1942 so he's like 80 he's like 80 years old so um still alive today and it's kind of interesting because when you, like, research up on him, there's, like, a lot of, like, actual, like, fairly recent quotes from him because people, like, go interview him or whatever. So, like, I saw, like, a 2017 article from, like, Rolling Stone or Times or something. That, like, Do you know to if
0: he has any regrets now? Like, did he yeah. ever? Um... No,
2: I don't think, I don't think so. He, like, befriended some, like, couple people in prison that were, like, like, kind of thought like him, I guess, and supposedly, and he, like, I don't, I think he has, like, zero regrets. Like, he, 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 the only regret is he, he has is probably his manifesto didn't like take hold in society, you know. So,
0: wow, that is it's, crazy. Yeah.
2: That is
1: crazy because he's a genius,
2: yeah. And mm-hmm. it's
1: like sad that his gifts and abilities like couldn't yeah. be used for, right? He, he
2: couldn't, yeah, he couldn't like funnel them to
0: a more productive,
1: yeah.
0: I was going to say that too. Like, obviously, you can't, I mean, people are crazy, and he's. Even if he's not clinically insane, there's a screw loose up there somehow.
1: Yeah. And
2: like,
0: even if he's smart and has like critiques on society, you don't fucking go bomb
2: people and kill. Right. Them. Yeah. Innocent right. people. Innocent people. It's like, not like it yeah. was. Yeah. It's not like somebody had wronged him or.
1: Yeah.
2: His, his like life directly is literally just a rant, random basically. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. wild I. Story.
0: I I have his manifesto pulled up because I remember looking at it previously. Have you read it, his
2: manifesto? No, I did not. I did not read it. The it's first? Like, it's, it's super long. Or it's very long.
0: long. The yeah. first page talks about like modern leftism and how it's like.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't get into that, but he he hates leftism. He hates right. progressivism. So
0: I was going to say that too. Like there is like a handful of like terrible men in society that are like, I mean, there's there's terrible people everywhere, but like there's specific cases like him that are like anti left and anti like have these very strong feelings about society and they are just like, they all have like the same philosophy. And it's like, have you ever thought like maybe you're the problem?
2: <laughs> yeah, <not laughs> no, the these one. people, These well, and this guy is really smart, but they, they think they're smarter than everyone Right, is, is what it comes down to. It's like, but yeah, I know his main thing is like, uh, basically, humans are animals, and, like, all of this society is, like, not how animals function, and, like, in, 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 like, other animals, like, males are the dominant creature, and, like, mm-hmm. why, why shouldn't that be the same in humans, which, obviously, I don't agree with, but that's what he was, he was, mm-hmm. he, like, that's, like, one of his things, like, he always anti-left, and all this, and
0: the other but he's also
2: like super anti like big business and stuff yeah he's like like anti-everything
0: yes he's anti-everything but this like anti-leftness made me think of this other person who i forgot their name um it's the biggest uh, massacre that's ever happened in norway and i should actually do a story on this um have you guys ever heard of him he had like the same beliefs Mm -hmm. as this guy it's crazy. Yeah. I actually, I was in Norway for a study abroad, and I actually visited the island where it happened. And it's like it was like the most somber experience of my life.
1: You should do a story on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. you definitely should. They had like very similar ideologies. So anyway, yeah. like maybe you're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> just a thought. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That's crazy. I like actually I think I've watched something on the Unabomber and listening to podcasts. Yeah. So. But I forget details like almost immediately because I listened to so much true crime. So it was yeah. nice to hear the story again. Well, it, you, I had forgotten a lot.
2: You did a fantastic job sharing Thank it. Thank you. Thank Jordan. you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate great, that. Work, I appreciate great work, Jordan. Appreciate it, Sophie. All right. And, <laughs> yeah. and now if you're a real true fan, if you're a diehard fan, you will stay for the happy story.
1: <laughs> so true. So if, very not, iron,
2: baby. if not, you're fake. Yeah,
1: exactly. Great. <laughs>
0: right, we're going to our little palate cleanser, our happy story. The article we got this story from Sophie and I are going to do it together. So we're kind of gonna bounce back telling this story. Um, it's from outsideonline.com and it Could be a much longer story if you want to get into the nitty gritty. However, we're just summarizing some of the main points. So I highly recommend looking up the article if you're interested. Again, outsideonline.com. Okay, so this is the story about Jim Harris. Fun fact, Sophie's last name, but not related. (laughs) And how he was paralyzed, but then something magical happened when he ate some mushrooms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something magnificent. Okay. So Jim Harris was a mountaineering instructor, turned adventure photographer. And in November of 2014, he was in a snow kiting accident in Chile. Snow kiting is where people use kite power to glide on snow or ice. I feel like we can all kind of picture what so
2: they're was. like physically on the ice and they just like Yeah,
1: it's like um so they're not here. like surfing. Have you ever seen Yes. Surfing?
2: Uh-huh
0: it's like the same thing but on snow
2: interesting yeah Mm -hmm.
1: so he was snow kiting through a field in punta arenas chile alongside two friends with a rainbow overhead they were practicing with their kites before embarking on a 350 mile traverse across the southern patagonia ice field when a gust of wind swept him off the ground and carried him across the field harris felt concerned but calm He was still so low that he had to pull his knees up to avoid catching an ankle on the uneven terrain. He considered trying to force his way back down, but he only had on sneakers, not skis, and worried about blowing out a knee. Then, before he had time to reconsider, the wind slammed him into the ground, breaking nine vertebrae and paralyzing him in the middle of the chest. He became paralyzed from the chest down.
0: It was like so sad first of all like he's preparing for this huge obviously getting paralyzed in any situations terrible he's preparing for this huge adventure though and it happens on his practice run uh-huh.
1: well yeah i'm like very yeah i just i guess like i don't know the terrain but it's like he wasn't even that high up off the ground and it also is just like kind of crazy that the wind could gust him so so they, much
2: yeah how fast was he on did they say
1: it doesn't say but
0: oh. He was going pretty fast, but pretty low to the ground.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, and like, obviously, you don't need that much pressure. It can. It's all just about like the right angle, too. Uh, you
0: know. Yeah,
2: that's very true.
0: So his days were once spent exploring the alpine, but were now filled with rehabilitation exercises in the gym. Within a few days of his accident, Harris could wiggle the index toe of his right foot, but with a lot of effort. So there was like. He was paralyzed from the chest down, but there was, like, some promising signs. Mm -hmm. Three weeks later, he could engage his quad and lift his leg a couple of inches, again, in the right leg and toe and foot. Seven months after his incident, he had come a remarkably long way, from full paralysis from the chest down to getting around with just the help of a walker. So he made tons of strides on his own. Mm -hmm. Literally. (laughs) Still, Harris could not get his right hamstring to wake up. He spent hours focusing on that particular um, part of his mind because it was the one thing that kept him from walking normally. His friend and a former physical therapist invited him to the High Sierra Music Festival in Quincy, California, and he jumped at the chance to go because he wanted to feel like a normal 33-year-old again. He couldn't drink alcohol because it was, it would have weakened his remaining nerve connections. So he decorated his walker with LED lights to try to fit in with the festivities of the music festival. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody came up to him and offered him some magic mushrooms, which were packed with a psychoactive compound called psilocybin. And he took them thinking he might actually be able to have some fun.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm not in the medical field, but because you can still be considered paralyzed, even if you're able to move that part of your body, but you just like can't feel it. Right. So that's kind of yeah. what was going on. That's what he worked up to. Yeah. OK. Um. OK, so in the middle of the concert, he discovered that he could pick up his right foot and pull it back towards his butt. He tapped his right hamstring with a finger and the muscle contracted, a muscle that had been completely unresponsive since his injury, even in the low gravity environment of a pool, despite eight months of physical therapy. With wonder and some degree of hesitation, he showed his physical therapist friend. They marveled together at what had been impossible for Harris earlier that day. He felt excited, but also confused. He'd been looking for a recreational experience, a way to feel normal and connect with other people, but instead the trip was therapeutic his mind and body communicated in a way that they hadn't since his accident the next morning harris woke up afraid he'd imagine the whole thing or that he lost his newfound ability while he slept but his hamstring was still firing the neuromuscular connection that had formed the night before wasn't going anywhere
0: so today almost eight years after his injury harris has made a recovery that once seemed impossible He gets around with just the help of a cane, and also when the season is right, he skis or rides a mountain bike. However, like this might seem like a miracle, but his experience is not a fluke. In the past two decades, researchers have found overwhelming evidence that psychedelics are beneficial for mental health, and now they're exploring the extent to which they can promote physical healing too. So psychedelic research has gone mainstream, although it was once like really controversial. It's now going more mainstream. Universities across the country are looking into applications for substance abuse, anxiety around terminal cancer diagnoses, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So early psychedelic studies primarily used LSD but now researchers favor psilocybin, which is it has the same similar effects but a different chemical makeup. Um, and LCD, or sorry,
2: LSD. Yeah, I love those TVs. They're so good.
0: <laughs> did I say LCD? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> LSD. Why didn't anybody really stop you? LSD. I thought- no, you
2: said oh, LSD you said, the first time. The oh, second time you said yeah, LSD, you did say the, the first. Fu- you
1: said it right okay. the first
0: time. Yeah. Okay. So LSD has some negative stigmas around it, obviously, um, partially caused by Ronald Reagan and the war on drugs. Um, so <laughs> the name carries a lot of stigma, and now psilocybin doesn't have as much stigma. It's a different chemical makeup, but has the same psychoactive effect. Um, It's known more commonly as molly or ecstasy, and it's also being heavily studied. Psilocybin is thought to be effective at promoting healing because it stimulates neuroplasticity, the brain's ability to change and adapt through new neural connections. Um, So essentially forming new neurons, which was the same thing that Harris was trying to do through physical therapy is reform those connections just in a different way. Um, I think
1: that's like the idea behind physical therapy. The, yeah. The crazy
2: thing though yeah. is like neurons and nerves are like the slowest growing part of your body. Like they grow so slowly and the fact that he like took this the magic mushroom and then like immediately after it seems like he's like stretching like getting ready to go on a run or whatever is like wild. It's wild. It really so, is. Like I wonder if like I don't know, I'm just theorizing, but like I wonder if like these like all the Physical therapy he did previously, it was like got him so close. And then, like, yeah, Yeah,
1: it feels like there was just like a missing link. And then that just was like a catalyst, to
2: That's a good way to put it.
0: And I think that's how it was, too. And that's why we highlighted his progress before the Mm mushroom came a long way. And he was putting in the work beforehand. So it's not like he was fully paralyzed
1: from home yeah. to and then took a mushroom. he Took a mushroom and walked out of the
0: hospital
2: the next he's like, morning. He's like Mars, Super Mario. He takes a mushroom and yeah. grows like twice the size, freaking right throwing fireballs from his hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So he did put in the work and it seemed like that mushroom just like helped put this missing puzzle piece together. Yeah. Um. So when taking psilocybin, it results in what is often referred to as a trip that lasts a few hours up to six hours. During this time, users experiences changes in mood, thought, perception, as well as visual and auditory hallucinations. So, how did this heal Harris? Psilocybin is thought to be effective at promoting healing because it stimulates that neuroplasticity, like we were talking about, um, and although there are other although there are great effects of this there are also some negative side effects which i think are known through like these negative connotations about um these lsd and these hallucinogenics um so some of these negative side effects are known as spasms where your body is like literally spasming so harris instead of taking psilocybin regularly throughout the past eight years he goes on a few quote unquote trips a year to get the benefits of the psilocybin, but not experience the negatives. So I think he goes on two major trips a year and then four mini trips a year is what he calls it.
1: Yeah. Um, it kind of sounds like the the negative side effects, which I don't know all of them, but you can get to a point where you like don't have control anymore then and it's just like not helping. It's like mm-hmm. just causing a different problem altogether. Yes. Um, yeah. So he's been very vocal about his recovery since his hospital stay in Chile. He's self-documented and allowed others to document his progress, but he only recently began sharing the psychedelic side of his recovery and his life as psychedelics go more mainstream and research on it is legitimized. He feels it's important to throw his experience into the mix to advocate for a future he believes in. You can follow along on his journey by searching Perpetual Weekend on Instagram and his, web t- his website, which has the same title. Yay!
2: <laughs> Perpetual Weekend, I like that.
1: No, that's kind of good.
2: That is good. Um,
1: yeah, I was like reading the article you sent, Jenna, and it it went like very much, like a lot deeper into the scientific side of this, which is fascinating. I mean, I don't know. I'm like all for it. Like, come on, keep keep doing the studies and if it works for you
0: oh yeah i mean i've heard of people um either you know i've heard of it more with like mushrooms rather than like molly or ecstasy but people will take mushrooms and then like literally all of their anxiety they have
2: like chronic anxiety and then their anxiety is just relieved because i don't know (laughs) Brain. Yeah. But I guess- so are you saying like, it's like relieved, like even after the trip is done, because like, yeah, it makes so sense. Like, oh, okay. No,
0: like after it's done.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I was like, kind of confused by because it sounds like he when he does these, um, like longer or bigger trips twice a year, and then the smaller ones to kind of maintain it, it sounds like but twice a year, he kind of needs like that dose again to
2: get keep him, get like- juice him back up
1: yeah like yeah. it sounds like it doesn't wear off immediately after the trip is over but it does like wear off potentially over time, time. Yeah.
0: well and that's maybe for him physically I've heard of people with mental health disorders taking a mushroom and like literally never taking their anxiety meds again which obviously I'm not a doctor I'm not giving you medical advice but like that's a personal anecdote that
1: I've heard mm-hmm. kind of cray Sounds it doesn't is. sound too bad <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, nice. there are
0: Mushrooms and whatever, like it's not legal in the states.
2: And oh, so there's not going to be a horribly happy brand that you can buy <laughs> on the Instagram.
0: No, although some states are legalizing some of these psychedelics, such as like Colorado and Washington State. I've okay, looked. so
1: how does he get not to expose him, but how does he does he grow him himself? Well, like he, he talked worse... about
0: ayahuasca in the article, which you can read more into, and you can like go to where ayahuasca is legal and take a trip
2: with like. Um, Take a trip to do a trip.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. I mean, there's dealers that deal mushrooms. So there's
1: no like, there's (laughs) no medical, it's not legalized medically in any states as of right now.
0: Okay. No. No, it is not. But also, not promoting all types of psychedelics. There's many that are banned for good reason as they cause you to do weird and terrible things, like jumping off a building. So. Be careful.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're not recommending anything. Just talking about one man's experience.
0: (laughs) Be careful on your journey.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So teach their own, but it's an interesting um, thing that people are
2: researching. Yeah. I like it. Very good story.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. Good, happy story. <laughs> We're all super happy. Now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good palate cleanser. All right. Well, Jordan, thanks
1: for joining
2: us. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a great time.
1: Wait, we didn't even say that we initially asked him because it was our 50th episode. Oh, my gosh.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh that is. That's happy like 50th. And, and um, <laughs> I went and looked. This episode will be coming out like the day after. The year anniversary, so Tuesday is, no. Oh my
0: gosh, really? Right. Oh wait. No,
2: or the day before, the day before. I think I think the seventeenth was your first, so this is coming out on the sixteenth. Yeah, wait, you're so right. the day before.
1: Because we did skip, we skipped a week. We have skipped a couple no, weeks.
2: No, you skipped two weeks. Yeah. The one in August, and then there was like one earlier.
1: Oh. Christmas, because we needed a break yeah. where we had to enjoy. It. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You needed some magic mushrooms over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Relieve that anxiety.
1: Oh my gosh. So 50th episode and one yeah. year anniversary. Oh, Sophia. Aww. You guys did
2: it. Honestly, you know, not to get too sappy here, but I've always wanted to like make a podcast and I've joked with our, my friends multiple times about it. And for you guys to do this, do it and go for it and do it for a year plus is pretty amazing. So Aww.
1: thank you. I love Aww. it. I love it. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you could join i'm glad you were up for the invite Abs- and the absolutely
2: anytime anytime 100th episode yes yeah. yeah. unless you, you want somebody else of course we'll, we'll just right. have
0: you every every quarter so 70 75th episode 100th episode okay
2: there you go that sounds good
0: <laughs> well we'll see what the listeners think
2: but okay yeah yeah that's true see what see what the subreddit says and then we'll go from there
1: well we might have like you don't know we might have a new a new loyal fan that like might take your spot you just like never know what could happen (laughs) yeah i have
2: have to to work for it i have to oh yeah exactly i I just i can't sit on my laurels i have to maintain the number one fan and and go from there yeah exactly Exactly.
0: yes well thank you jordan thank you everybody for listening thanks for sticking with us for a year if you're new here welcome on to our journey or trip and (laughs) we love you have a great rest of your week and stay happy
1: As happy as you can be. Bye. Bye.